25% of Americans say they worry about money all the time, while 66% of Americans say they have enough money to live comfortably. What does that look like? 16% on housing. 14% on transportation. 12% on taxes. 11% on the household. 10% on food. 9% on retirement. 8% on debt. 6% on healthcare. 4% on entertainment. 3% on charity. Beat only by 1% on personal vices and miscellaneous spending. But how generous are Americans? Only 5% of Americans tithe, which means giving 10% to the church. And 80% of Americans give only 2%. But 53% of Americans say they actually want to be generous. However, only 12% actually give. So what gives? Well, good morning. My name is Jeremy. I'm one of the pastors here and uh, just love to uh, get into God's word this morning. And uh, we're, we're in the two weeks of talking about money. And so if you're new, uh, we, we don't talk about num- money a lot, uh, but we are talking about it this week. And I hope that uh, you will be encouraged in your faith journey uh, by, by what we're talking about. And you saw on that screen, we, we want to be generous. Most of us in this room say, hey, I want to be generous. But when it actually comes to us being generous, uh, something happens where we want to, but we end up not being able to do that. And so this morning, uh, we're going to look at some practical ways that we can take steps in in our journey to become more generous. And uh, I'll use that ping pong table in a couple minutes. Uh, But what I was encouraged this week, uh, we asked you on social media to give some responses of how you use that challenge of using that $20 uh, to bless other people in, in your lives. And I heard from numerous people how from getting off a train, you were able to bless someone to my favorite spot, Dunkin' Donuts. You met someone and you were able to bless them there. I actually heard from someone who said, hey, on Sunday after church, I was blessed with $500. And my first instinct was to spend it on myself. And then God brought to mind someone in my life who, uh, who went through a divorce, was struggling with paying her rent. And so I showed up at her house on Monday and blessed her uh, with that $500. And what was amazing was as I talked to people about this, I actually, someone came into my office and and a big smile on her face and I didn't understand why she was smiling. She's like, I just gave my $20 away. And what, what was surprising what shouldn't be surprising is that for every person as they were telling me what was happening with how they were generous, they were smiling. They were excited to give their money away, to bless other people. And I know it sounds counterintuitive, but when we're generous and we do it with joy, God blesses us and God gives us an even greater joy. And so before we dive into God's word this morning, let's pray. Lord, thank you for uh, your word. Thank you for how you challenge us with our money. And Lord, I pray that this morning, Lord, that we, we learn more about what it means to be generous. Lord, give us practical ways that we can start to, to live out so that we can be generous in the way that you call us to. And Lord, I pray that each person who walks out of this room, Lord, that today they will be a different person when it comes to their money. In Jesus' name, amen. So last week we looked at Matthew 6, 19 through 24, and I just want to review this. And so let's read it together. Do not store for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store for yourselves treasure in heaven 
where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We had, we had uh, three questions that we had last week. And the first question says, where do we store your treasure? Where do you store your treasure? And, and I had two signs up here. I had the, the sign that read earth and I had the sign that read uh, heaven. And for you and I, when we invest in the earthly things, it's the stuff we buy that we consume that we think is going to give us that happiness and our, and our joy. And yet we realize as we spend that money and use that stuff that ends up leading to actually not happiness, but we get frustrated. We get, hey, I need something more to fill that void. And we talked about how when we, we look at the uh, heavenly things, the heavenly things actually are the lives that are being impacted. We continue to read, the eye is a lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body is full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body is full of darkness. The second question we asked was, are, what are your eyes seeing? What are you seeing? And, and for us, when we see the earthly things, we see the stuff. The stuff that we can consume, the materials that, that, that we think are going to get us hap- give us happiness. And the scripture talks and says, hey, that's actually going to lead to darkness in your life. That's going to lead you away from me. And when we have eyes that look on the good, those eyes are looking on people. You see, Jesus is all about people. And he wants us to use what he has resourced us with, what he has given us to impact those around us because it's all about life change. Then we continued with the last part. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't serve both God and money. See that word both? We can't be in this middle ground. We can't say it's both God and money. You know, see, for us, we have to make a conscious choice to be living in the heavenly, be storing our treasure here where lives are changed because of our joyful generosity. Because when you're generous, There is joy there. I know it sounds counterintuitive because we think when we have our own money that that's what's going to give us joy. But we realize even through these scriptures right here, our joy will not come from stuff. It will only come when we're faithful to what God's called us to, to be generous first. You know, for me, I, I love the game of ping pong. And so this winter, uh, my kids were asking for a ping pong table, and so uh, we got a ping pong table, we put it in our basement, and uh, I was starting to teach my two older boys, they're seven and eight, uh, how to play ping pong. And so uh, my middle son really started to love it. Every night after school, uh, he would come and we would play some ping pong, and it was awesome. Now I have a, or a five-year-old daughter named Paige, and she said one night, hey dad, uh, can I play ping pong with you? And so uh, we went in the basement, and uh, imagine I'm over there, I'm Paige, okay? First, I hit it over to her, and she hits it like that. And then like that. And then somehow like that, and like that, and like that. And 
So for like 10 minutes, now I don't have multiple ping pong balls, there's one. And the rule is that whenever it goes on that side, I have to get it. She figured out how to just hit them there and there, and I was running all over the place. So after like 10 minutes, I said, Paige, I am done. I am spent, you have tired your father out. And she looks at me, and she goes, Dad, I am great at ping pong. (laughs) Now me being a great, loving father to my daughter go, I know, sweetheart. (laughs) She had not hit the ball once on my side of the table. Not once. She goes upstairs, she tells my wife, her two older brothers, I am great at ping pong. You say, Jeremy, how does this relate to money? I was preparing for this. Here's how it relates. So many of us are my daughter. We think we're great with our money and we can't even get it on the table. We have no plan, we have no training, we don't practice, we just spend, 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 and spend. And when it comes to us being generous, we go, I can't be generous because I have nothing to be generous with. This morning, I wanna encourage you, just take one of the things that I talk about and say, I'm gonna put this into practice. If you're really ambitious, take two of them and say, for next six months, I'm gonna practice these. If you practice these things, you will start to be generous. You will start to live a life of joyful generosity when you practice it over, when you make changes, when you say, I'm gonna start to hit it maybe once in a while on the table to where then in years to come, you can be really generous. And for me, it starts with my kids. And I hope for you, if you have kids, it starts there. Because we need to model generosity and what it means to to use our money wisely. I've talked about this before, that we have these jars, these piggy banks, where they have opportunities to put money with save, spend, to give to the church, and where we offer offer them the opportunity to sponsor a child. See, when our kids turn five years old, on their birthday, they get a child through Compassion who shares the same birthday at five years old that they get to sponsor. And so every single week when they get their Sunday allowance, they get their quarters and they can put them in each one of those four categories, the give, the save, the spend, and the sponsor the child. And for them, they're starting to understand this idea that the money that we get is not just for me to spend, that there's greater things for me. And what I love is that when, we, when they get their money, when they have extra It doesn't just go in the spend. A lot of times it'll go in that sponsor child, in that Antonio, Johan, and Abigail jars. For my middle child, I love my middle child, Chad. But he's against everything I'm for. So every single team I root for, he's against. But he's figured out one thing that I think he's actually mastered more than me. He's generous. Because for him, whenever he has extra, he's always giving it to Johan. Every single night, me putting him down, we have a prayer list that Compassion gave us. We get to pray every night for our kids. He never forgets to pray for his kid. And for him, he saves his money for special things. He's bought clothes for a sponsored child. 
He's bought a chicken for a sponsored child, and recently he's been saving up for a goat for a sponsored child. And for me, I go, he gets generosity at the age of seven years old already, that this life he lives is not for him to just spend money on himself, but he can use his money to impact other people. Teach your kids from a very young age what it means to spend their money in ways that can make an impact. I also have a daughter, and she, was, she heard about the, the goat thing, and so she told me, hey, I'm saving up for a goat. And I was all excited. I'm like, you get generosity. And then she goes, it's going to be in our backyard. <laughs> Got a little longer to go with Paige on generosity. So it starts with our kids teaching them this principle. The principle is give, save, and live on the rest. Give, save, live on the rest. The idea that, hey, my first, my best is given back to God. Then I save and I have an emergency fund so that when, when something happens in my life, I have enough to pay for it. If my car breaks down, I have enough. If I want to buy a house, I have enough for the down payment. And then we live on the rest. What usually happens, what the world teaches is that we live, we spend, then we might save a little, and then if we have a $5 bill, we'll give that back to God. Complete opposite of how God has entrusted us to live our life with the resources that he has given us. And see, when we live with this idea that, hey, I'm living for myself and and I put aside the give and the save and I just live, a lot of times what happens is it leads us to debt. And see, for me, when I think of debt and when most experts think of debt, debt will kill any joyful generosity ambitions that you have. Literally eliminates them. It says, you know what? You owe the bank, you owe someone else money, and I'll be really frank, when you have debt, you're broke. Because you have nothing extra to give to God's work. Your first fruits are going to pay back the debtors what you owe them. And the first way that we have debt is with this, the credit card. 25% of Americans have over $6,000 worth of credit cards. I'll be really bold this morning. If you have credit card debt, over $6,000, immediately, even at this service, you can come up, use these scissors, cut it. Cut it right up. You will never be generous or ever have the opportunity to be generous when you have credit card debt. Because what you're doing is you're saying, there are no limits to my spending. I'll just put it on this card and it'll all be good. We have debt for college. If you're a high school student or you have kids, just listen to me for one moment. Graduating with substantial debt from college is not an investment in your future. What you're investing is for the next 10, 20, 
30 years, you have to pay off that debt and you're gonna be strapped with that and that's gonna be a burden on you. You're never gonna live out generosity. I was doing some research this week. What are, do the experts say on college debt? The majority of experts say graduate with no debt or with debt that you can pay back within five years of your first job. That means do not have debt when you first start your job more than that salary. So if you have a salary of $50,000, you cannot have more college debt than $50,000. And that will take you at least five years to pay off and you have to make some big sacrifices. You'll probably be living in your parents' basement for those five years to be able to pay that off. When it comes to your car, Americans have not $800 billion of car payments. Investing in the worst investment ever. It depreciates faster than you can pay it off. You hear about it where people are paying off cars when their cars are broken down. If you have a car payment, think through, how do I get out of this quickly? Because this is not a good investment for me. You see, for us, we have to live within limits. If you're in debt and you're saying, Jeremy, I don't know how to get out. Jeremy, I'm confused. I've never been taught. We offer a great seminar called Financial Peace University. It starts on October 13th for nine weeks. It's run by a great organization called the Dave Ramsey Group. And he's an expert in helping you understand what God intends for your money. If you are in debt or you say, hey, I've never had formal training, today go to Next Steps and sign up or go to brc.church under ownership and sign up for FPU. You will be changed. I was talking to someone in the tech booth. He was going, hey, I was forever changed. I went through FPU. I can now be generous. If you're looking to be generous, you don't know how, start there with FPU. We need to stop living by the 10% more mindset. When I first started here at BlackRock 17 years ago, I got a salary and my mind was, hey, if I just had 10% more, I can make it. And now I look back, I go, I, I'm there and I still think I need 10% more. If just 10%, I'll have, it, I'll have it made. I'll be able to be more generous. That mindset Probably most of us in this room have that same mindset. Just 10% more and I'll be good. The way to battle that mindset is this, is whenever you get an increase in your salary, start giving more of that away and start saving more of that. You'll see on the screen this example. And this is just one example. I just wanna put it before you to say, hey, right out of college, start or start giving a percentage. And then whenever your salary increases, you start giving more and more of that percentage away. It sounds real easy, it looks real good, but majority of us in this room would say, that's hard to do. But when we start living this way, where whenever our salary increases, we start to give more, we start to save more, we'll be in a better position to be more generous. Second Corinthians 9, 6 through 8 says this. Remember this, 
Whoever sows sparingly, sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful or also a joyful giver. And God will bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you, you need, you will abound in every good work. Be generous and do it not out of compulsion or reluctantly, but with a joyful spirit. And here's the catch. When you do it this way, when you start to be more and more generous with the more that God is entrusting you with, guess what? God's going to bless you. God has your back. The scripture says, hey, you don't have to worry about it. I have it. I am your heavenly father. Trust me. Test me. And see if I will not pour out a blessing on you for being faithful to using your money to bless others in, in the work of the church. If you're one who says, hey, I'm living out this idea to give, to save, and to live on the rest, I want to challenge you to start a joy fund. And what a joy fund is, is it's a fund that is above what you give to the church and you can use that fund to bless other people. Maybe it's, hey, I'm starting my joy fund and that joy fund will allow me to have a $20 bill in my pocket at all times that when God prompts me to bless someone, I'm gonna bless them at that moment. Maybe your joy fund is, hey, I'm gonna sponsor kids so that my kids understand what it means to be generous. So for three kids that I have a joy fund every single month of $120 so I can teach my kids and I can be a blessing to three kids who need a blessing. Maybe it's, hey, I am going to, have a, I'm going to su support this fund through my bonus every year. I'm going to take a 20%, 30% of my bonus, and I'm going to put it to this fund so that I can use it to impact others. If you're in this kind of mindset, I want to encourage you. One is, we talked about this, and we sold out last week. We have a lot more of the Treasure Principle book. It will challenge you how to go deeper in your thinking. The second is, I love that we have our second floor next week. And out of the second floor, we have opportunities to have more ownership classes. We have an ownership class on this book for six weeks starting October 13th. It's called The Treasure Principle. You can sign up for it today. If you're in this place where you're saying, hey, I want to do more. I want to be challenged in how I can be generous. Sign up for that tre treasure principle seminar starting October. I know that God will unleash generosity and joyful generosity in that. You know, for us, though, as a Christ follower, it goes back to this. Our number one area where we need to be generous is with the church. It starts there. It starts with us realizing the church is the hope of the world. Through the church, God is going to bring his gospel to all those that need to hear it. And I hope that you are passionate about what is happening here at BlackRock and you see your opportunity each and every week to give your first fruits to what God is doing at BlackRock. And lastly, I just wanna challenge you to record your journey of generosity. Write down, hey, here's where I'm at today. 
Here's where maybe I want to get to. And then journal along that road of generosity and see how God unleashes a joyful spirit within you, provides for you, but also allows you to impact those around you. You know, as we close this morning, I hope that just one of the things I talked about this morning, you will put into practice. And yet you will get to a place where you're able to give both to the church, but also to others. A staff person was telling me uh, her story, how when she was in college, uh, she had a strained relationship with her mom, and it was really her paying her own way, and she needed a car. She She needed a car. And so uh, she had a family that had come beside her and was helping her and really were acting as, as parents to her. And she went to them and said, hey, I can't get uh, this car. I need someone to help co-sign for me. And so they went to the dealership that day to, to get the, this car and uh, she signed the papers and then she had her, uh, her deposit for the car. And the salesman looked and said, it's paid for. And she's kind of shocked and like, what, like, how's my car paid for? This is why I'm, 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 I'm signing for this. And the salesman didn't know what to do, so he just looked at the couple next, next to her, and they go, hey, we got it. See, for you and I, I hope that we can get to a point in our generosity that when a need arises, that we just don't go, man, I wish I could do something there, but we can actually do something for our friends, our family members, for hurricane relief, for whatever happens that we have the opportunity to impact other people with our generosity. And I hope that today as you walk out these doors that you will say, hey, I'm gonna put something into practice so I can live out generosity, so I can live a joy-filled generosity lifestyle that will impact not just this church, but those all around me. We wanna thank you for watching and listening to our sermons online, and we hope that uh, you will be inspired to live more like Jesus through these. Please check out blackrock.org for more information about our church. Know that you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, and also, Uh, Know that you can give uh, to BlackRock and to our ministry through PushPay, through our mobile app, and on our website. Your uh, donations and your support of our ministry allows us to have uh, these videos online and for us to impact our community.